Welcome to the Color Timer Podcast. I am your host, Vincent Taylor. This is the show where we speak to professionals who work with color. Most of the time. Today we are speaking to somebody who works with black and white, or more specifically, black and gray. My guest is Mr. John Gooty. He is a tattoo artist who specializes in black and gray uh, tattoo work. Uh, on top of that, we're going to his studio. So it's the first time I've taken the show on the road, as it were. I'll be using my uh, 15 minute sand timer as per usual and um, I think it's going to be good. I'm a bit, you know, on the road, never done it before. We'll see, out in the wild. All right, let's go. Take your seats because the hourglass is about to turn. We are entering the world of the micro podcast. Explore the craft, creativity, and science of professionals who use color to tell stories. Welcome to The Color Timer with Vincent Taylor. Today we are uh, in a tattoo studio in LA and my guest is Mr. John Goody. Thanks for coming on, John. Thank you so much for having me here, Vincent. Now, I don't want to forget, I've got to start the sand tunnel. Okay. All right. Yep. Here we go. You ready? Yeah. You want to do it? A lot of pressure. I'll do it. Boom. That's it. That's it. Um, uh, you specialize in uh, uh, black and white uh, tattoo work. Yes. That, that's your world. But, but when I was talking to you originally and I said, oh, do you know anyone who does color work? You know, but mm-hmm. I want to speak to them and get them on the show. And then... As I spoke to you, I realized that you do reference color and you look into color. Yes. What's your fascination with, with, with black and white, first of all? So it's, um, in my opinion, on the skin, it ages well. So I think it's a more grateful and gracious um, like result. So in the long run, color will suffer more from sun, aging, all the things that are organically happen to our body. And I felt like black will last in a better shape. And as a, per- as a personal preference, I think it's more classy when, when, when you look at a, at, a, at a black and white tattoo. I'm not, I'm not talking nothing wrong on the, on the color. There's nothing wrong about it. So it's amazing. It looks beautiful too. Um, in my personal preference, I think black and white looks ages better. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now backing up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Your background is as an architect. You're trained to be an architect. Yes. What pulled you over into the world of tattoo work? Uh, I I actually got my degree and I did work about three years as an architect. But this this all happened in Colombia, so the industry is very is is different. You know, as a as a as a major industry in every society, you know, there's a lot of like things that are out of your control, like. You're not going to progress. You're not going to get paid well if you don't know someone in the company, blah, blah, blah. All the bureaucratic, um, like, uh, things behind the, the court thing, you know? So, uh, at the time that I started studying, I was already, uh, studying to tattoo. So, um, you can say this is, this is started as a hobby, then as a way to support my career. Uh, you know, just studying is expensive. Uh, luckily I had my, my parents support, but, uh, this was definitely like a, a good, a good way to go myself. So skipping forward, um, when after, after this three years of me trying and trying in different companies and, you know, getting 
a, a very bad payment, you know, like I was barely making it only. So I was like, no, man, like, this, this can keep going like this. So I went back to like full-time tattoos just because it was already like my comfort zone. You know, I got out of my comfort zone to try architecture and it worked out. Went back to what I know. Um, you know, when you were building a tattoo, okay. um, I, I'm, I'm very conscious of, of the way you talk about, about this, the way you create separation yes. in your black and gray work is incredible. I'd love you to talk about that, but also you did mention to me that sometimes you'll use a color reference as well. Yes. So basically, uh, when you're looking at a black and gray image, uh, you're barely seeing three tones, you know, dark, middle, light, and the light, the lightest line, which is the white. Yeah. Uh, so in reality, it's like three tones of black, right? But I added a few extra steps there in order to have a better transition, like a, a better separation of the subjects with the background. Um, but um, color has, you know, it's a, it's a way more complex thing to understand. So let's say, let's talk about a portrait, right? So when you look at a portrait, <clears throat> you're only technically seeing three tones in black and gray. But when you look at that in color, you see way more. Mm -hmm. You're looking at like, at um, like temperatures, you're looking at so like so many other things involved in a photo or an image, the yeah, reference. Right. So, in order for me to make the right decisions, uh, I I support myself uh, staring at a color reference next to a black and gray reference. Why? Because at the end of the day, I'm not making a photo. I'm not creating a photo on anybody's skin. I'm making an interpretation of what I'm seeing. And in the process, I gotta make sure that this tattoo is gonna age well. So I support myself from color reference to understand better the separation of the tones. Since in black and gray, I'm only seeing like barely three tones. So I go to the color, see the, 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 the temperature separation and make those decisions, mm -hmm. uh, you know, into the skin. So that's why I stared at Corner reference, that. black and gray reference, and then my brain is whatever is doing in the product. Um, I want to touch about black yeah. because you know there's black and then there's black. There's a black as black, yeah. Uh, and you've mentioned a couple of times uh, about that idea as you're approaching the end of a tattoo. Yes. Then you'll kind of give it that final pass uh -huh. to really see black. Yes. Talk to me about black. So, um, in, in tattoos, you know, for, in the whole process, there's a lot of variables involved, you know, and most of them, you can control them, but there's this tiny group of things that are completely out of your control and you have to wait until the very end right. in order to understand what's going on. So we're tattooing, you know, in the body, you know, as a living organ. So, um, of course, healing is one of those crucial things that you just hope for the best. You know, you do, you take all your precautions, you take all the, the steps and hope for the best, you know, because once the client leaves the studio, mm -hmm. you are in no control, my friend. Like it's whatever it happens, right? So um, that's why like during the process, I only use a black that I call, I like to call it the blending black, which is the one that I also quote unquote water down to create the the, the 
the dark tone of the shade, the mid tone of the shade, the light tone of the shade, and then the skin and my white highlights. Uh, That's my process. So I use blending three tones of shades, you know, the blending black, three tones of shade, mm -hmm. your skin, mm -hmm. whatever your skin tone, I have to like, those three tones might change depending on your skin tone. Of course. You know, let's say it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a darker skin tone. So I might not be able to use three tones, but just two and use more of the skin in order to retain the structure over the years, you know? So, uh, once that everything heals, once that the client comes back and I'm able to see, uh, the, the result, you know, let's say a sleeve. So a sleeve is probably 10 to 12 sessions to complete. So after all, all the, all the layout is done, after all the tattoo is like there, mm -hmm. um, <laughs> I like to analyze the skin, see how it's holding all these stones and then introduce the, the darkest black, which is a thick, thick ink, you know, that is way more concentrated than the regular blending black. Uh, the blending black is thin, you know, it just goes quick. Uh, and it's good to like structure the whole tattoo during the process. But then if I want to like accent some darkness, then I need an, uh, you know, the, the capital black. Right. That's, that's when, when the actual like deepest black comes into the game. Yeah. So that's why I wait until the very end to see this, you know, some skins are so lined that they don't even need that. Mm. The mm. structure and the contrast is, is good enough. Like. There's no need for that, but some others require it, especially when like the tattoo has a lot of like, you know, is when is it, it's like a complex design and you, you, you want to use some of that to kind of like separate better the subject from the background, mm -hmm. you know, make all these like the small decisions that actually make a huge difference. Right. So that's until the very end, my friend. Um, I talk a lot, uh, where I interview people for the podcast mm -hmm. about craft and art mm -hmm. um, and the separation and the blurring of the two. Yeah. Now, now your craft, I mean, we, we touched on some of those variables, you know, skin, yes. needles. How then do you balance that with bringing your artistic vision into the work as well? I think it's that try and error kind of thing, man. Like over the, the years, like, you know, ink have been evolving since I first started doing this, you know, they're better today than they used to be 20 years ago, 18 years ago when I exactly started. So everything is, is like this industry is constantly moving forward as every industry is right. So I think that, the like, you know, machines back in the days were like just very different from what we're using right now, you know, heavier, louder. You needed at least four or five machines set up on your train. Now you only need one at the most, you know, because one will do everything for you. So it's just, it just keeps changing. Like if I go online and look for something new today, I'm pretty sure there's going to be something that is like moving forward already, you know? Yeah. I just, I was just scrolling this morning and then I had this ad on, I think it was on Instagram about like the, this new disposable metal um, uh, cartridges with needles. You know, right now we're using, you know, first of all, the big bone was, oh yeah, disposable cartridges. And yeah. then I was like, holy shit, what is this thing, you know? Yeah. Now everybody uses it, you know? Yeah. And now like we're going from plastic to metal. So I'm just curious 
how B will uh, affect the inflow, you know? Because plastic has pores, metal might, they might be able to like avoid those pores as, as, the, as the traditional tubes, the grip tubes that we used to do, uh, use a lot before, you know? So we're going from metal to plastic and now we're going back to metal, just disposable. So this industry is constantly like moving somewhere, you know? So talking about that, oof, we're going to need a, a lot of time to just go a little deeper into that, you know? Well, I did, I did have a, I had a guest that I spoke to a, a, a little while ago and, and it was the same thing. I went, oh, there's so many questions I have about this part of it. Yeah. And I did kind of maybe tickle the carrot about yeah, coming on season two. Yeah. So maybe we'll come back yeah. and we'll go. I'd love to do oh, it. Do, do you... Um, uh, this might be diplomatic, a diplomatic answer or not. I don't know. But w with some clients, are there some tattoos that you go, no, I, I don't want to do that? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, it's a, it's something that happens very often. Is you it? know, sometimes you don't, you don't feel comfortable with the person. Yeah. And that's, ah, well, no, you just, that's why I always do like a consultation and try to see how I feel with the client, you know, just to make sure that I'm the right person for them. Yeah. And, uh, because, you know, if I, if I, if I sign up on a, on a long sleeve or a big sculpture to like a back or a leg, uh, and then yeah. I don't like the vibe of the person, you're going to be stuck in this position for a long time. So yeah, I try to, that had happened. That's why I started doing this, you know, like started like kind of like filtering the content of my book, you know, and same to like. You know, that's all my case. And also like sometimes I'm not the right artist. You know, the person wants something that is completely out of my league or or they're expecting something very different from what I do. You know, let's say someone asked me to do color right now. I haven't known color in so long. You yeah. know, like I'm I'm definitely not the right person. Like there's a lot of good artists out there that are faster than me when color, you know, because if I go with color, I'll be so slow, you know, I haven't have, done it in so long. Have, have you ever encountered a project where you've gone, you know what, this will look better in color? Yeah. 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 It, uh, I've been or honest about it. Or the opposite, you know, we, I mean, yeah, yeah. I've been honest about it. Uh, you know, like sometimes people are expecting this, like, meant to be color tattoos, you know, but they want it in black and gray. And then you like create this image, put it in black and gray and you're like, hmm. now go to color, go to yeah. somewhere, go somewhere else. Cause this will definitely look better in color. Yeah. You can, you can get it in a nice way in color. It's not a very often that that happens as uh, more, uh, it happens more often to, to go from color to black and gray in my case, yeah. you know, it's, it's that's my thing. So of course it will, it will, it will look, it will make more sense to me all the time to go black and gray, but the other way around. Yeah. You know, that happened to a couple of times. Now, now you're also a painter. Yes. Um, I'm, I'm sort of fascinated and intrigued by the idea. Like, you know, you, you, you make a painting, you make a painting and it's got this life, this, who knows how long it will last and color, but, but a tattoo. Yep has this lifespan, like a literal lifespan of the, of the person that's on yep. yep. How do you feel about that? But knowing that your, your artwork will, will quite literally die. So it's, it's a duality, you know, I hate it and I love it too, you know? Yeah. I hate it because, um, all the effort you put into like main crisp lines and to make crisp transition and to make everything looks like very sharp values and all this thing. You know, all that thing is going to go away very soon. 
You know, I want to say very soon, I'm talking like maybe five years, you're going to start seeing this change. Yeah. You know, because your body is constantly like analyzing what this is. And in the middle of this analysis, um, in this analysis, it will, it will, it will just like start to, um, like make you fuzzy, you know? Mm-hmm. So I hate it because of that, but at the same time is the beauty of it, you know, mm-hmm. like your body is aching. Everybody since the day we're born, we, we start aging, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's meant to happen that way. There's mm-hmm. no other way around it, you know? So I hate it, but I love it. I love that that's nature and you just have to accept it. In a similar frame of question, mm-hmm. you know, you, you, you spend so many hours on that artwork and then the person goes by and you never see it again. <laughs> I mean, how does, that, how does that make you feel? So it's not always like that. Like, it's a bittersweet yeah. feeling, you know. It's, you feel happy because you completed the, the piece, right? You're, oh, that's amazing. I finally completed this piece. Now you can see the, the whole result. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, you never know the client is coming back and you already developed this connection with this person mm-hmm. over the, the many sessions you have done that you're like, just hope for the best. <laughs> they come back on time just to say, I have to get another tattoo, which is the case with, with so many of my clients. I had just like, so like, like I always say probably. 70, 80% of my clientele is just like people that keep coming back and back, coming back and get more. That's back and get more. So it's, it's a long time relationship, basically. You know, I, uh, I'm, I'm in that world again where my, where my center time is running out, which it's, it's always the case. It's like, I just, yeah. done. just but, but, but again, that's, that's part of the charm of this. Yes. Is it, it's like, but I've got one last question for you, which I'm sure you get asked all the time. If someone's thinking about their first tattoo, what's your advice? So. My advice for this kind of people is, um, first understand what you want, you know, like, is this just something that you just want to do because of the moment? Like you want just a tattoo, just to oh, say, oh, you, I, I did it, you know, but are you planning on getting something more later? You know, if that's the case, don't go too small, you know, cause like sometimes you get a, a small tattoo right here and then many like sometimes months later mm. or years later, they come back and say like, Hey, you know what? I want a full sleep, but now you have this thing here in the middle and it's going to be on the way all the time. Yeah. So if you are doing it just to get a taste of it, that's fine. But if you're doing it to get a taste of the feeling and make sure that you can handle a full sleep, try that in a, in a part where you like. Mm. can be sure that it's not going to be on the way later for something bigger, you know, because those small tattoos sometimes ruin the flow, ruin everything for a, for a whole time. And it's funny. Some people will say, oh, but it's just a small tattoo right here. Yes, it's right where you need right. a face. It's right where you need this, like, very, like, important detail of, the, of, of a certain subject. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's something that, that would be my advice, man. Like if, if, if it's something just like, ah, oh, teenage idea, let's go and do it. Yeah. Let's go crazy. Do it. Oh, blah, blah, blah. That's fine. Get it. You know, it's a small tattoo. You're going to get the experience as a story to tell to your grandkids, whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. But if you're taking, if you're taking these extra steps just to make sure that you can play the big game for later, mm-hmm. uh, do it where it is not going to be in the way, you know, get it. I don't know, man, on a side right yeah. here or 
Yeah. 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 John, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having a check. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. No, I appreciate you having me here, Rand. Um, that's it. Our first, our first offsite interview, which is kind of hilarious. It definitely feels very talk showy. Um, thank you for listening. Uh, thank you to mixinglight.com, my, uh, my executive producer, uh, my, my friend of the show, Phil White, and to my producer, Kayla. Um, and thanks for listening. Well, there you go. My my first uh, out in the wild uh, recording. Uh, it was good. It was fun. Uh, hey, thank you so much for listening. I, I do really appreciate it. I wanted to add a quick note at the end uh, just to say thank you, everyone, for, for all your wonderful feedback. It's, it's been really kind and really overwhelming. Um, thank you for listening. And uh, yeah, I'll see you next time. The Color Timer, a micro podcast experience. 